The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone back to Answers for Elders. And I am here with Annie Jacobson, who's been on the show before, who is a wonderful uh patient advocate, I guess, for primarily about dementia, but you work with families every day, Annie, and helping caregivers. And so thank you Mm -hmm. so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me back. You were such an amazing partner of Care Partners. And um, I know that Care Partners speak so highly of you. And I loved having you on the show before. But this is really a special show just for family caregivers. And, you know, it's probably what I've always said. It's the hardest job that I ever did, <laughs> yeah. but it was also my greatest privilege. And having that journey in my life is something that I will never, never be the same afterwards. Yeah. And I think we all are. And, you know, but yet, obviously, Annie, you're working with families. They don't know what their boundaries are. They don't know if you have a loved one. We're in that stage now, this third stage of now you have a family in care, mm-hmm. whether it's skilled nursing, whether it's assisted living, whether it's the hospital, whether it's rehab, whatever that is. It's like, what is a family member's role? A family member's role is to keep showing up for their family, to help the community, the entity, whatever it may be, like mm-hmm. you say, hospital, anything, know who this person is, mm-hmm. know that they've never seen the light of day before 10 a.m., Please don't get them up at 6 a.m. for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. Let them know that this person does well with a little bit of levity or that this person is a very serious demeanor. Help them understand. Bring in some music and some headphones. Mm -hmm. Again, it depends on what the environment is, but there's many ways. You bring up such a valuable point, and it goes right back to, you know, so often, you know, especially if your loved one has Alzheimer's or dementia, there's such an energy about, I don't know what to do, I so I tend to stay away. You yeah. know? And that's the wrong thing to do. Sometimes it's okay to just be there and not know and just to be there. Just to be there, and, yeah. And, um, you know, you don't have to do anything. It's your presence that's most important. And I think that's really the case with so many families out there that, you know, the statistics are overwhelming that they say 60% of you know, those in is in a long-term care situation are without regular visitors, which just breaks my heart Yeah, that yeah. we treat our older adults as a society like this. And um, if there's one thing that I'm passionate about is starting to change that paradigm. And I'm hoping that we're making at least a little bit of an impact on that. Yeah. And so for you, if a family has somebody in long-term type care, um, you know, what are the different types of care and, you know, how's, how's the best way to approach it? Um, look at looking for the care you want them to go to? Yeah, oh. or just, for example, obviously, the, you know, how do I t- talk about this? You, you talk about that there's different types of care. Yes. Right. And I guess that's my question. How do we best understand where we fit in gotcha. during those those parts. Yeah, there's there's immediate urgent care, something like a hospitalization. Right. Or if they are in a skilled nursing for a specific situation. Even in those that are more um, maybe medically or situationally focused, mm-hmm. there are ways to have that be more comfortable for the person to reduce 
delirium. Maybe they don't have dementia, but they're completely thrown off course because something unexpected happened. They're on new medications in a new place. So helping them have comfort and helping that whatever that care team mm-hmm. is, whether it's a hospital or or nursing, mm-hmm. they're able to understand who that person is a little bit mm-hmm. more, have a couple things of comfort. Maybe they've got a favorite br- blanket you can bring for the bed. Right. In the long-term care environments where it is more planned, that's where you really have that increased opportunity. Most communities, I don't know one that doesn't, gives out something that's, um, they're called an about me or my story, mm-hmm. something like that. I was shocked when I worked in a memory care community that maybe a third of the people had them filled out by their families. Come on, families. Crazy. It's it's You're exhausted. You're typically coming into this in a place where you're really tired. But one of the biggest gifts you can give to your loved one and their well-being in that community, which will also give you more ease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it doesn't particularly feel good moving somebody sure. into care. But one of the ways you can best be there is let people know who they were who they are. Let mm-hmm. them know what their interests are. These my stories are incredibly valuable. You know, it's so valuable too because <clears throat> in that talking about let them know is to remind them. We have as a family member, we have a right to schedule a care conference when your family, you know, loved one is there to talk to the department heads of different areas yeah. and and have that kind of a dialogue with the care, you know, the care facility that they live in is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And it also I will never forget a simple thing like they had no idea that my mother liked to have a glass of milk with her meal. And my mom never spoke up. And so she goes, I hate this place. I hate the food. And she was going on and on okay. and on and on. And so we went through and I said, well, I, she normally, I, it was just came up in conversation. My mom likes milk. She does. Wonderful oh, information. Wonderful. Thank you. Now, when mom <laughs> went to sit down every single time after that, they gave her a glass of milk, you know, a little carton of milk. I never heard another complaint. She loved the place now. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's such a simple thing. But, you know, had I not had that care conference, had I not had the ability to do that, and, you know, and, and yet... I found so often that those care conferences are so valuable yes. in helping to facilitate the happiness of your loved one. And I think that's the important piece, that you as family members are such a link to helping them find joy of where they are. And with those care conferences, there are a lot of administrators or um, the head nurse they get barked at at those things. They get the wrath of everybody's exhaustion and tiredness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can go in with some compassion, some gratitude, absolutely, and some curiosity, and build that environment with the person, absolutely, everything's going to be. They're in that line of work because mm-hmm. they care dearly for these people, and they're often running on empty. So mm-hmm. if you show up and care about them. They're going Absolutely. to better collaborate with you Absolutely. for the care of your person. And, you know, just understand that you guys are a team. Yes. It's not about you against the facility, wherever your parent lives, if it's assisted living or whatever. Look at that relationship as a team. Absolutely. Uh, so we're talking again to Annie Jacobson. And Annie, you are a um, family dementia care coach. And tell me a little bit about how you work with families. Well, ideally, I work with as many of the family members that are interacting with Mm -hmm. the person with dementia Mm -hmm. as possible, with the person with uh, any form of dementia there as well. 
and look at what's working well, Mm -hmm. what isn't, what's one thing that's challenging each day, and then we take little adjustments such Mm -hmm. as the way we're approaching Mm -hmm. the person, using more mirroring cues and less language, those type of things. And then from looking at one interaction and how we can change mealtime, how we can change breakfast, that family then sees how they can extrapolate that out to other activities Mm -hmm. and ways of engaging. Absolutely. And, you know, when in my book, I talk about the difference between being a quote-unquote caregiver to an advocate. Yes. Um, To me, advocate is much more of a positive slant on being that day-to-day caregiver. And an advocate also you know, coming back to setting those boundaries up front, which we've talked about earlier in the show with Sean, it's like making sure that you are honoring your own boundaries. And I think that is the key of understanding that number one, when you're making choices for your parent, if you're put in that position that you're mm-hmm. having to make those life changing choices, I was in that situation. Yes. It's their life, not yours. It may not be the way you want it to be. But it's having those conversations up front to say, you know what, mom or dad don't, you know, they want it this way, right? Yeah. And to honor those choices. It's the, it's the respect factor. The personhood. Mm-hmm. Who is that person? And they still deserve that any opportunity they can have mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. any place they can still be seen as having choice. For my individuals with dementia, it keeps the brain firing. For anybody, it's a sense of dignity and comfort and being seen. Right. It matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. having Absolutely. that choice matters. Absolutely. And I think the other thing, like what we talk about again, when it gets harder, that's the time when you need to do more work on you rather than focusing on them. You know, when mom or dad are in 24-hour care or <laughs> in assisted living, Your day-to-day things aren't needed as much, but what I would say is set boundaries, set healthy boundaries. I learned, and I was very glad that I had some coaching. When my mom went into assisted living, I used to go every day because, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) what's mom going to do? And it's like, they, one of the director of nursing took me aside and she goes, your mother will never integrate her here well if you're here all the time. You're keeping one foot outside for mm-hmm, her, mm-hmm. and that doesn't allow her to be here entirely. No. Yeah. And so I learned initially, she told me, I want you to come once a week, and I, that just flipped me out. It's hard. I said, and I said, really? She goes, absolutely. But then I learned, okay, then I started coming more often, but we set a day. I come on Tuesdays, Friday afternoons, and one day every other weekend. And that was, the, that was my routine. Mm-hmm. And mom would try to push me. Oh, I need such and such as the store. You know, would you bring me some half and half or something like that? Mom will do that on Tuesday when I come. Yeah, that's great. And that's the thing I think that we need to understand that it's okay for family caregivers to set boundaries and say, these are the days I come. Mm-hmm. Right, tell me, I mean... What are your thoughts on that? Well, I definitely think setting some sort of a schedule is great. Having worked in a memory care community, and again, I know this isn't Mm -hmm. exclusively Mm -hmm. memory care, but the team that worked there was able to say, oh, you'll see her on Tuesday. Remember, Mm -hmm. she's coming, and we always have – she always comes during bingo, or she always comes during dinner on Fridays. Right, And so the cohesiveness of that message, people got to know that it was the consistent time that they would come. Right. 
That's so. wonderful. Annie, this has been such a great – I wish we could so. talk for 20 hours <laughs> on this topic because it's it's definitely a passion of mine that we are there for our loved ones. How do we reach you? Best to probably go to my website, which is Jacobson, J-A-C-O-B-S-E-N-D-C-C for DementiaCareCoaching.com. And you'll find all my information there. We're very excited to have you. And we want to thank, again, Care Partners for sponsoring today's show today. Um, They're always here for our family caregivers. And I love the team that they work with. They're great partners. They are. Thanks again. Thank you. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.